Welcome to ReachMD. The following program, a dermatologic perspective on spondyloarthritis above and beneath the skin's surface, is developed and sponsored by AbbVie. This activity is intended for United States and Puerto Rico healthcare professionals only. The U.S. Medical Affairs Department of AbbVie Incorporated is the sole author and copyright owner of this presentation and has paid ReachMD to host this presentation. AbbVie is solely responsible for all written and oral content within this presentation. Copyright 2019, AbbVie Incorporated, all rights reserved. The following speakers have received compensation from the U.S. Medical Affairs Department of AbbVie Incorporated to prepare and present the following information and are speaking on behalf of AbbVie. Here's your host, Dr. Schwartzman. This is ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Sergio Schwartzman. Joining me via Skype from Connecticut to discuss spondyloarthritis from a dermatologic perspective is Dr. Michael Payette, former assistant professor of dermatology at UConn Health and co-founder of Central Connecticut Dermatology. Michael, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Sergio. I'm really happy to be here. Today, we will be discussing one of the associations of spondyloarthritis with other diseases, that is dermatologic conditions. What do you check for when you suspect spondyloarthritis? When do you refer? And given your subspecialty in dermatology, do you initiate treatment? But before we dig into that, I'd like to take a moment and review spondyloarthritis. Spondyloarthritis represents a family of related inflammatory conditions that share common clinical, genetic, and pathophysiologic features. Spondyloarthritis is a complicated group of diseases which can have individual or polyorgan involvement. While they are frequently first identified by primary care physicians, they are not always identified as systemic diseases. Spondyloarthritis entities are often grouped by whether there is a preponderance of axial or peripheral manifestations. Spondyloarthritis patients commonly experience concomitant related conditions we rheumatologists refer to as extra-articular manifestations. You dermatologists refer to these as extradermal manifestations. And these can include inflammatory bowel disease, psoriasis, uveitis, and others. Michael, could you tell us about some of the dermatologic conditions that seem to travel along with spondyloarthritis? Of course, Sergio. First, I think it's really great that you pointed out the genetic factor. These data are of interest both to rheumatologists and to dermatologists. For example, the association of HLA-B27 with ankylosing spondylitis remains one of the strongest associations with any common human disease, being present in approximately 90% of patients with ankylosing spondylitis. Additionally, genes encoding HLA-B27 as well as interleukin-23 receptor are associated with different spondyloarthritis subtypes. Another important gene is HLA-CW6 which is often associated with earlier and more severe psoriasis. But now let me get back to your question about the conditions that travel specifically along with spondyloarthritis. Dermatologic manifestations are common in, in patients with spondyloarthritis. These can include conditions like psoriasis, hydradenitis suppurativa, various nail manifestations, 
erythema nodosum, and pyoderma gangrenosum. Arguably, the most common association is with psoriasis. Patients with psoriasis should be examined for arthritis, which could include things like psoriatic arthritis as well as spondyloarthritis. Of 949 patients with psoriasis evaluated across 34 dermatology centers across seven countries in North America and Europe, 285 of these, representing 30%, had psoriatic arthritis. Of this subset, 117 of these patients, representing 41%, had not been previously diagnosed. One challenge is that in 10 to 15% of patients with psoriatic arthritis, joint manifestations precede the skin manifestations. A retrospective study analyzing 2006 to 2010 data from the United Kingdom's Clinical Practice Research Data Link included patients with psoriasis, of which there were over 27,500, and psoriatic arthritis, of which there were almost 2,000. This study showed that patients with severe psoriasis had significantly higher rates of comorbidities, including arthritis, than those patients who had mild psoriasis. Moreover, patients with psoriatic arthritis had significantly higher rates of inflammatory arthritis, such as ankylosing spondylitis, than those patients with severe psoriasis. Fortunately, there is a variety of agents that you and I both use, representing various mechanisms of actions approved for one or both major spondyloarthritis indications and or for psoriasis. Providers should consider psoriasis in their spondyloarthritis patients and spondyloarthritis in their psoriasis patients when making these treatment selections. Michael, you touched on a great point regarding the need to consider all of the manifestations of spondyloarthritis when deciding about treatment. That underscores the importance of collaborative care for these patients. Recommendations from many medical societies stress the importance of the multidisciplinary approach in the management of spondyloarthritis. Every member of the co-management team can contribute in important ways to patient care. Now that we've talked about spondyloarthritis and the need for co-managed care, Let's discuss what this condition could look like in practice. Absolutely, Sergio. I'm glad you brought that up. Discussing what this could look like in clinical practice can be advantageous for dermatologists and rheumatologists when examining patients. So if I have a patient with psoriasis who complains of joint pain, what do you recommend I should check during my exam? Here are some of the important steps to take in considering musculoskeletal involvement. The history is important. So you should ask these patients about back pain and peripheral joint pain, specifically whether there are any red, hot, or swollen joints. There are some questionnaires that have been developed and validated that could be utilized for this as well. The physical exam is the second level, and in terms of the peripheral joints, one needs to look for red, hot, swollen joints or tendons that are inflamed. With regards to back pain, the historical part that is a clue that there is an inflammatory condition that is affecting the patient is that the pain is worse at rest or at night. It's associated with morning stiffness, and it improves with exercise or as the day progresses. Whereas mechanical pain or the degenerative pain that is much more common tends to get worse as the day progresses, and improves with rest. To turn the question around, if I have a patient with spondyloarthritis 
who also complains of a rash or dry elbows, what should I be on the lookout for? Rheumatologists should be on the lookout for psoriasis or other dermatologic signs in their spondyloarthritis patients all the time. To give you some idea of what to look for, Sergio, a retrospective study of 275 spondyloarthritis patients found that the most common type of psoriasis was plaque psoriasis, occurring in over two-thirds of patients with psoriasis. Common sites include the extensors, which are the elbows, knees, and the presacral area, often known as the lower back and buttocks. Certain areas more commonly associated with psoriatic arthritis specifically include the scalp, genitals, and nails. Other locations were also observed in these patients and occurred in about 20%. I'd like to say a word about nail psoriasis in particular while we're on the topic. It doesn't look like typical psoriasis on the skin, and it's quite common in patients with psoriatic arthritis, occurring in over 40% as per one registry study. Findings include pitting, subungual hyperkeratosis, oil spots, and leukonychia. These are among the most common nail lesions you might see in these patients. It's not just psoriasis either. Other cutaneous manifestations include hydradenitis separativa. If you suspect it, look for abscesses, inflammatory nodules, fistulas, and scars that have a predilection to occur in flexural sites such as the axilla, the inframammary area, the groin, or the gluteal cleft. Less commonly, you may see erythema nodosum or pyoderma in spondyloarthritis patients. Performing a quick dermatologic exam can take as little as two to three minutes if you know what you're looking for. Michael, thank you for the advice. I'm glad you emphasized that. And before we wrap up today, a few reminders for our colleagues. Consider spondyloarthritis in your patients with psoriasis or other cutaneous manifestations, as this could be a multi-organ disease that needs to include both organ sites. Both the skin and the musculoskeletal system need to be addressed in these patients. Communication is key. Effectively treating patients with spondyloarthritis requires a co-management approach. Consider all of the manifestations in your patients and then make treatment decisions. Michael, thank you for joining me today. I've enjoyed our discussion. I couldn't agree more, Sergio. It's been a real pleasure. This program was brought to you by AbbVie. If you missed any part of this discussion or to find others in the series, visit ReachMD.com SPA. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.